0: What's up, everybody? What the fuck is up? (laughs) Good to be back. Uh, This episode is brought to you by World Industries. I would like to stop and thank World for, one, sponsoring this podcast, and two, sponsoring my feet. If you go to worldindustries.com, first thing that will pop up is my new pro model shoe. Uh, I've been skating for over 21 years now, and I've been riding, I've skated all different types of skate shoes. And I've seen it all. I've been through it all. I know what problems can come up. I know what a pain in the ass, if you get a shitty shoe, that is. Um, So when I got a chance to design the shoe, I took all that information and I made what I consider one epic skate shoe. Um, And like I said, you can check it out at worldindustries.com. And and as always, each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need. Um, Let me see. I'll just go to the site, all I com, and B Drown's the first thing you see, Billy Drown, backside 180 in time where we live over this handicap bump, yellow handicap bump. So steezy. Billy's crushing it. I like their one green sock as well. And the handicap sign. because <laughs> he's back one eighty and over it. Um, this is the hub. This is the all I need media hub, is all I need skate dot com. The front page, the very first page, we post all our content. All our media. So, each team rider has started their own video series. Um, we're titling them "That That All I Need Life" with you know me, Kevin Clem, uh Billy Drown working on getting him to start one. He's he's tr- he's trying to figure it out. Uh, Evan Mansolilo, Stay Goon, Corey Goon, has a video series up there. Um, Derek Fukahara, our new pro, his board's dropping in April. I can't wait to share the artwork with you guys. Um, I'm just trying to wait till our manufacturer has the everything set up and for sure the boards are going. I can show you all our new graphics, which I'll be really psyched to share with you guys. I'll post it up on the site, obviously. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So if you go to Instagram or Twitter and you type in at all I need skate, um, please subscribe, follow that. Um, that'd be awesome. And if you go to Facebook, type in all I need skateboarding and like our page please and i'll post all the content on all these sites as well but the hub is all i need skate.com and we also have a skate shop on here if you click the store link at the top of the page it'll take you to all our apparel we have a bunch of good quality stuff everything we make is solid right here in taunton uh i'm in the warehouse daily just working on this stuff our boards are made in new york um and they're just as fresh as you can get for a board you know so uh, shout out to every skate shop out there that supports and carries All I Need. You guys are the backbone of skateboarding, so I appreciate that. And um, shout out to everybody who's bought something online. If you don't have a skate shop near you and you still support and go to allineedskate.com, we'll, we'll keep you covered as far as the skate shop goes. Uh, thank, you, thank you guys for listening. I'm um, fucking enjoying this ride with you guys. It's been amazing. And uh, today's guest is Joe Foster. This episode actually is one that I kind of lost for a little bit. This is like the missing episode. This is from when I went to Surf Expo about a year ago, I think. And uh, my good buddy Conrad introduced me to Joe. And Joe's just an extremely skilled photographer. Um, he's had a lot of successes in life from professional bodyboarding um modeling and playing guitar for bands uh we'll get into it man uh it was a very interesting character and i was really hyped to sit down with joe thank you guys i was like yo this is crazy like i I, I, I gotta get on i gotta get on it i just love the skating and the scene rain rain go away all i need is a skateboard today today. today
1: This is The Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and all-I-Need skate founder, Anthony Shetler
0: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, this is the first one I'm recording today at Surf Expo, which is pretty cool. Um, but we just met through Conrad, my good buddy Conrad. How would you meet Conrad?
1: Um, he works for Hyperflex Batsuits. Oh, that's and right. I manage their West Coast team. Uh, California
0: Conrad's a good dude, so, huh?
1: Yeah, he's a good dude. He
0: actually helps me with all I need with the brand. He, yeah. uh, he does like a lot of the sales stuff, and he, he's he gone above and beyond, uh, for that. And he likes surfing. Have you surfed with him? I haven't, no. Oh, he's I, I can't really surf that much, but uh, I watch him, and he's like crushes it in my eyes. I'm amateurish, yeah. you know?
1: It doesn't matter, I mean, if he surfs good or bad, the fact that he was he seems so genuine and kind, yeah, like that's global it's not relevant to surfing skateboarding it's just you're a good dude if you're that kind of person
0: yeah and he's that type yeah. he's like an original type of person i've never met anyone like him at all
1: for yeah sure. yeah, yeah um
0: okay we were just kind of talking and i guess we could start off you touched on the hyperflex stuff but i want to kind of get into the music thing how did you first getting get into music
1: uh i used to listen to a radio show um that was on past my bedtime when I was a little kid, nice. called the Rodney on the Rock show. Sick. And uh, so i push play and record on my tape recorder. <laughs> Old school. And then I, I, you know, the tape would run out at some point, you know, but I was, parents maybe go to bed, so I'd wake up the next morning and, and listen to what Rodney played, and uh, I, when I heard a minor threat song playing, the song Minor Threat, yeah. it just like basically grabbed me by my throat, pulled me in, and... I knew that from that point forward, that hardcore was going to be a part of my life.
0: Where, where did you start? Like, so you heard it, you got hyped, you knew you wanted to do it, where, where did you start with? Did you get instruments? Did you try singing off the bat? or like?
1: Yeah, it wasn't for a few years after that, because I was pretty young, I was maybe like 11 or 12, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did start with a guitar, you know, just somebody showed me power chords and you know, I just couldn't get enough of it. And, and uh my happened to be a straight-edge man at the time, and that movement at the time happened to be very unique and new and against the grain. So everybody at school was partying, you know. But this movement was, I hate using the word against, but yeah. they were against drinking and smoking and drugs and all that. So there was a little group of us in our high school, you know, that listened to this music and that practiced this philosophy Sick. of against-the-grain thinking. And, you know, now it's all played out and it's I don't know but uh, A-
0: anything that becomes successful then everyone like latches onto it you know like
1: yeah. if it becomes like Kinda if watered it- down divided now it's just now you're a vegan you won't sit in this person's car because they have leather seats yeah you know it's just like what well, you guys are pushing things so far you know and what attracted me to the music was just the energy the intensity that got my blood going you know i didn't even know what they were saying i didn't know that they were straight edge band, don't drink don't smoke I, I didn't hear that i heard the energy yeah yeah that's what got <laughs> me into it yeah you know that's you know why i like surfing and nature and the, anything that kind of gets you going i like it really yeah And uh,
0: the little bit you just played for me, I felt it. I was like, oh, this is like, I could like I said, I could kinda, this could go good to someone who skated kind of aggressive and fast, you know? Yeah. It's like upbeat and really helped hold a good tempo. Cool, and,
1: and it's got a, a positive message. I've, I've always been in bands with a positive message. Right. Uh, the first band I was ever in was called Unity. Unity? And uh, it was a strange band, yeah. But uh, that band turned into a pretty famous hardcore band called Uniform Choice. Sit. And then... Uh, most notably, I was in a uh, hardcore band called Ignite, and we toured uh, Europe by, by, they're still together. I quit, because I got tired of playing the same songs every night for like <laughs> 90 days in a row.
0: Yeah, like, bro, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after
1: a while, it's just like, no, I mean, it, the thing is, the kids in Belgium don't know you just played like 50 shows in a row, and they're, as far as they know, you flew in to play for them, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. And you have an obligation to play with all your passion and all your intensity every single night, you know, she's playing the same songs that many times. There's something just didn't mix with me and feel right about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so I had to just bail and do my own thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's almost like commercializing your art form or your... Like, I see that with, like, contest skateboarders and skateboarding. Like, they do the same tricks because they're trying to be consistent yeah. and score points. Yeah. And it's like, I'm always like, dude, that must, like... Because then people are like, you guys that guy's known for the same trick yeah and it's like well that's just because he does it all the time for the contest it's like it kind of commercializes your art which kind of like seems like counterproductive to why you would create art
1: originally you exactly know? <laughs> yeah. the whole point of any band was to create music yeah for me
0: yeah <laughs> not to tour
1: not to be like yeah i'm in a band on i right, cool who cares yeah like, i want to write music so i'm with ignite and i'm on my i've toured I've played these songs so many times and I say to somebody, you know, let's write a new album and we don't. Then we tour two more years playing the same stuff. Like, I'm going to get bored. Yeah. And like, I didn't sign up to tour. I didn't start this band to tour. Yeah. It's a perk that came with it because people liked it. Cool. Yeah. But it's not number one. Number yeah. one is creation. Yeah. Writing music. Because that feeds my soul. Yeah, I like And that. that's what I need yeah. right now. You're telling me not to feed my soul but feed everybody else's. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I need to eat first and then I'll give you some food. Yeah. You know? And it just got weird. But, um, you know, I did a few bands after Ignite. I mean, that was a long run for sure. One of them, Speak 714, on uh, Revelation Records with the Dana Mahoney singing. Right. And uh, he was in the pretty infamous band No For An Answer. And uh, after that, I did a band on uh, Equal Vision Records called uh, The Killing Flame. Narly. <laughs> uh, Sick name, by the way. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, that was that was alright. And then uh, most recently a band called Blood Days.
0: Nice.
1: And uh, but it's all it might sound intense name wise, but the music was very melodic. It's melodic hardcore. It's what I've always liked. My yeah. influences from you know Dag Nasty, Marginal Man, and yeah, Minor Threat, obviously, and just melodic hardcore versus just the screaming, ar, ar, which I like too, but it's just not my deal <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> so, which brings us to uh, my newest band, and nobody knows the name yet, so oh, can't really.
0: You're not going to divulge it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it features uh, two members of uh, a band, Outspoken, Sick. and they were a pretty, uh, pretty good band. And, uh, Dude, I, it's weird, because uh, in music,
0: It seems like it's really fucking hard to keep bands together. Oh, yeah. It seems like it's almost impossible.
1: It's like having four girlfriends or five girlfriends, (laughs) and they're all on their period. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God.
0: Best analogy I've ever heard. Seriously. (laughs) It's hard to keep everyone there. It's got to be like, I imagine there's got to be one dude with a vision, and then everyone's got to kind of be role players you know and it's kind of probably hard for people
1: it's been tough I mean Ignite actually worked pretty well because we all divvied up the tasks like Brett would book all the airplane fares for us Yeah. he'd have our passport and so if we were going to Europe on tour Brett would handle all the travel Casey the drummer would do all the finances Nice. as far as getting the money to Europe for t-shirts so or our merch would be waiting for us to you know playing shows he, he was the, that guy I was the guy that answered the mail. I had the mailing address. So, you know, I got a rubber stamp so I could, you know, (laughs) not have to write my return address every letter Uh, and stuff like that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and the singer was just a singer, you know, whatever. (laughs) But uh, so, I mean, I think when everybody had a task and and executed, it was great. And uh, yeah, but I mean, bands after that and since then haven't worked out that smoothly. And I mean, I've always said I could win this race. A lot quicker with a one-legged horse than a four-legged horse, because each freaking leg's going a different direction. Yeah, that's so. I'm a- going nowhere. <laughs> I'd rather hop on one leg and at least go forward. You know? Yeah. So
0: that makes sense. Perfect.
1: But luckily, the guys in my band right now are the best guys ever. Awesome. And uh, I know good things are going to happen. And you know, we have a like I said, an EP coming out with uh, this band of uh, Towson, Lowen. Oh, jeez, hang on. Tausendlohn underfinden. What is this? Is this it means like a thousand lions. They're from uh, Germany.
0: Oh, this is what you are telling me about a little yeah. bit ago. Yeah, so the
1: stuff I played you, were recording to go on a split with them. And so when that split's released, then we're going to release our video, and that's going to be our, you know, hello, we're here. Yeah. Versus yapping like I'm doing now about my <laughs> dad. You know, we don't but uh, I don't that's know that's alright you, you gotta I,
0: start you gotta have like an official like release date and that yeah. sounds like the, what that is you know kinda yeah that's cool well when it drops then hopefully we'll stay in touch and then I can share it then sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that would be
1: cool um,
0: I got um, my show's a little scatterbrained and I got a lot of questions one is have you ever had like a normal 9 to 5 job no yeah. never
1: no wow let me you. <laughs> I had a little job at uh, Jack in the Box in right. high school it was the only place I get hired with a mohawk <laughs> I got a big white sand. <laughs> Did you put stuff in it, like oh, rubber yeah. cement and
0: shit? Yeah. Oh, course. sick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I used to lay it on uh, top of the washing machine and iron it. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Do you like like ranted and no effects and that type of music? I remember no, I was not really.
1: No? No. Uh, I mean, the, I like... A lot of bands from Sweden. Uh, Maybe you heard of one band called Melancholin. I heard it's a skateboard trick, too. Yeah, it is. But uh, they were one of my favorite kind of poppy punk bands. Oh, Another band called No Fun At All from Sweden, really cool. I like more obscure stuff. Um, I wasn't really into like fair, dead Kennedys, circle jerks, like what I considered mainstream punk rock. Yeah. You know, I I was never into the major anti-authority movement as I was more into the thought-provoking, metaphorical, sort of philosophical type of wording that a lot of the hardcore bands, you know, presented to me that made sense to me, like, fuck this, fuck that, like, okay, cool. I mean, you really mean that, that much? Start a revolution. Yeah. You know? There's only so much you can say. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, nothing's happening, so. A lot of those
0: end up dying out. You're like, what happened with that? It was so aggressive. And then nothing came of it. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. I don't
0: know. It's funny because the reason why I was bringing those bands up because when I was first started skating, that was kind of what I remember people were into, and I got into it a little bit. It was like bad religion, no effects,
1: Descendants maybe, Descendants, yeah. My
0: buddy was in, yeah, Bad Brains. Um, that was the stuff. But like I was telling you, I was mostly into hip hop coming up, right? Like yeah, aggressive right, yeah. hip hop, like that stuff. But um yeah. Oh, let me make sure this is still going. Okay, that's weird. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Let's let's go into Hyperflex now. How, how did you get into the position with them that you're, you're in, sir?
1: Right yeah, I was thinking about it the other day, and I I can't come up with <laughs> how I did that. <laughs> really not. Um, yeah, I don't have an answer. Well. Yeah.
0: Did they know about your music?
1: Had nothing to do with music. Yeah, just uh, I've been a photographer for quite a while. And, oh, that's um, right. But I don't know how it happened. I don't recall reaching out or them reaching out. I I don't remember anything.
0: Well, that's nice, then. You just got a job on magic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to put a team together, though?
1: Well, I already did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I've been working with them for about seven or eight years now.
0: Oh, shit. Who are some of the dudes that you uh, got involved?
1: Um, Vince Belanger. He's actually from Maryland. Oh, shit. He's a West Coast transplant now. Uh, Another kid's name is Nate Dorman, and he's... uh, in florida i believe Absolutely. and uh he lives on the west coast now and um connor dan Kern dan uh joe Aaron. i mean we we got a danny hart we got a pretty good little team going on and that's we're bringing right. a lot of awareness to this uh, hyperflex company and they're rad guys i mean i i'm pretty involved in the industry in like southern california and it's like so cutthroat and there's nobody's really nice you know they'll step on you to get up one more rung on the ladder kind of deal there's no loyalty there's no brotherhood there's no sisterhood there's it's just i'm so tired of it you know and it's so refreshing to be here with the Hyperflex guys and and even you i mean like i don't even know you and you're nice that doesn't (laughs) happen where i live i mean there's martial arts studio on every corner everybody wants to pull up at a light stare at you give you dirty looks Even if they've only lived in your city for two months, you know, all of a sudden they're this hardcore local gangster. And it's just, uh, the place has turned into something that I don't like and that I don't recall. And it's one of the reasons I got out of hardcore for a period of time is when a lot of violence and gangs came into that. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah,
0: because like, was, was, sorry to cut you off, but was like hardcore ever like associated with like kind of like skinheads and stuff like that? I feel like maybe they just made hardcore, gave it a bad rap, or...
1: I don't know, I mean, there was a time when, like, I don't know if this makes any sense, but, like, guys with long hair, guys with short hair, guys that like hardcore, guys that like, punk rock, right. bands from Europe, like, Exploited, Discharged, GBH, would play with bands like 7 Seconds, Stalic, 15, Valentine, The Saints, so you have this eclectic mix yeah. of different types of punk and hardcore, which would bring different types of people to the concert yeah so you're thinking oh, wow there's long-haired dudes here there's skinheads over here there's guy with the mohawk there but everybody got along yeah and there was a certain unity uh before this uh, fenders ballroom olympic auditorium we start seeing a lot of gangs showing up like in uh guys standing in the pit just being tough looking to hit people And am like i didn't know what that was why are you doing that
0: yeah,
1: it's fucked you know, up. It's fucked up. Why would you, why would
0: you do that? <laughs> yeah.
1: We're here to have music.
0: Play music. I know you guys want to be aggressive. That's fine. You can bump in and shit. Like, but don't try to intentionally yeah, fuck and someone just up. Just
1: full attitude. So I kind of... That wasn't why I got involved in that music in the first place. So I kind of walked away for about five or six years. Yeah. And some other things. And then... Uh, I don't know. My life's always brought me back, no matter what I've ever done, to the ocean and to hardcore. Nice. Two so. things.
0: Those are two good things. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of seems like uh, almost opposites, a little bit. Hardcore and then the ocean. Because when I think of the ocean, I think of.
1: Serenity, nature. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But and then hardcore, I think of kind of aggressive, fascinating. Well,
1: bass. I, I like hate the sound of a. You sound melodic, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So if my neighbors are playing loud music. I want to kill him. It makes me very aggressive. They're like, you're in a band, dude. You should understand. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like the most quietest person ever and then the music I play is like so explosive and gnarly. So, I'm just an extremist, I guess. You yeah, know? that's all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what music's there for. It's for expression, you know? Like. Um, yeah. Sometimes you have these feelings And you gotta get them out Through art somehow You know Like yeah. I know a lot of dudes That are like The nicest people ever But they can draw Some like Pretty crazy shit Like intense yeah. stuff that I'm like Whoa that was inside of you It's like yeah. yeah So I like Get it out Healthy You know Like healthy style Like Yeah yeah Draw it Create it Like make Stage it Snakes, demons Vomit <laughs> Yeah that
1: was in me <laughs> How, How'd you
0: do in school? School I did good Yeah Did you finish high school? Yeah. Did you go on after that? Oh, yeah
1: like, Really yeah. sick I, I,
0: I finished high school, and then I was off to the races with skateboarding. I, like, started traveling at that point. Um, what did yeah. you go to college for?
1: Um, graphic design, graphic arts. Oh, red. Yeah. Sick. And you enjoyed it? Uh, well, it came right after I quit Ignite, and yep. I quit Ignite for a lot of reasons. Some I already mentioned, and the others were so my parents wouldn't have to worry about me. Yeah. I figured they were such good people, Get a, college degree maybe get a job so they're not thinking oh my my boys touring the world in a punk band like they're from the old school that doesn't make sense to them You're yeah. you know a banker a firefighter a policeman you know something like that but that was never me yeah but um so tired of being on tour parents are getting older don't want them to worry you know i figured it was time for a change yeah and I uh, regret do it. Regret doing it. I should have stayed in Ignite because I was used to waking up in a different country, like every other morning, which was great. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I'm in Belgium. Oh, I'm in Finland. Oh, I'm in Denmark. You know, it was awesome. And uh, you know, you don't realize what you got at the time, for sure. And so, uh, anyway, it's been a, a long way back to music, and especially to this point now, since I quit Ignite in 1998. Yeah. Started Speak Seven One Four. Immediately after that, they went on tour. I didn't go because I so burnt on touring. Yeah. Started another band, The Killing Flame. Played three shows with them. Wasn't that happy with the band in general. Um, and then spent the last four or five years doing this Blood Days band, trying to find the right guys. And now, uh, now is now with a new band. Right. So yeah, just, I don't know.
0: I, I wanted to go back a little to digress. Um, sure. Are, are you straight edge now? No. No, you're not. Okay, cool. Me neither. I mean,
1: <laughs> I smoke a vapor. Oh, has, yeah. has yeah. nicotine in it.
0: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, straight edge, not straight edge, vegan, not vegan, Christian, not Christian, labels, labels, labels. S- so stupid. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Okay? They're yeah. running around like screaming unity and, you know, this matters yeah. and that matters. There's only one thing that matters. It's your heart. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, I mean, you need to define things. So what do you do? You skateboard. You yeah. can't just say, I do something active. I mean, you have to be more scriptive. I skateboard versus me thinking you ride a bicycle or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or you play guitar in a band. Okay. But, I don't know. Just... Well,
0: I don't know why you'd want to box yourself into a particular thing, you know. Like, that always scares me when people, like, define themselves so much that they can't get out of it. Because time is a funny thing. It tends to, like, you know, t- time ends up being the, the truth of it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of times when you're young, you define yourself so early on yeah. that it's hard to change. Totally. And change is part of life. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you're not fucking growing, you know. I've learned this the hard way. You yeah, know? So, that's why I ask about the straight-edge thing. That, and plus... I was telling you a little bit about my life, about how I grew up in a broken home, and there's a lot of violence and drugs involved in my life, and uh, for my formative years, I didn't fuck with drugs at all, because I was scared. Yeah. Because I saw my mom struggling, I saw the people in the projects that I was living struggling, and it scared me. But then as I got older, I realized that it's not necessarily the drugs, it's the mental state of the people doing the drugs. Uh Because I meet people nowadays that are functioning people like myself, and there's other people out there like that can handle drugs like I smoke weed uh, almost on the regular and I'm responsible I have things I love and I have passions and I have a job and I work hard my work ethic is there like I used to always think like drugs was just like oh you're gonna go off the fucking deep end like I was an extremist in that view
1: you know yeah yeah I mean I have some good friends that smoke weed and they're stoned 24-7 you would never know it yeah you know and they get their shit done and their shit's together and it works for them and that's awesome some other people are idiots. You know, and then you use the word drugs with an S on the end of it. I don't know. Does heroin work for you? No. Okay. If it does, good for you. Yeah. You know, but I would assume it probably doesn't. Yeah. You know? Not for me. You know what <laughs> I, mean? I don't mean you per se, but you know, the definition of drugs, I mean, there's smoking weed and then there's shooting crack or something. There's levels that. for sure. For you sure. know, so I mean, every human's responsible for their level and their vice and how they control it. And, You know, and that's why it's like, are you straight edge or are you not straight edge? It's just like, I'd rather not even answer that because, you know, who cares?
0: Yeah, and the the truth is very little people are straight edge because sugar is one of the gnarliest fucking drugs in the world. We see obese people in America that have diabetes and sugar changed our culture as much as weed or crack or any other drug out there. It's just like we didn't realize it you know there's so everything's a drug pretty much you know what i mean totally nowadays it's like trying to find the balance of what works for people i don't know i can't imagine being straight edge nowadays but 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 maybe i could go like i like coffee i like caffeine and that's a gnarly drug you know like people don't lose their jobs over caffeine you know but like it runs people's lives you know i know dudes that are like getting the coffees like five times a day and they got like so much fucking sugar and cream and I'm just like I'm like dude this isn't, can't be good for you
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Why, why did you were you straight edge because the music like uh, the people you idolized or looked into yeah
1: I'd say so yeah, yeah. and because it was so unique and different and it it seemed like a smart move in a high school full of people partying and doing stupid things yeah you know I mean the, the weird thing was like we looked crazy. Yeah. I mean, Statue of Liberty, spikes, leather jackets, you know, painted, bondage pants, the whole thing. Sick. And uh, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I wasn't even having sex. Wow. Like I was a good kid. And
0: they for sure, everyone for sure thought you were doing all
1: of that. All of sex. that and more, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, so in that five five year break I was telling you about, um, I was somewhere and some lady came up to me and she said, have you ever thought about modeling? I said. No, She said, come see my husband. And literally three weeks later, I was living in Paris. Wow. Like I instantly had to go get a passport or I don't, my demographics and time frames are bad, but long story short, during that time I was in Europe and Asia. Yeah. And, um, so Wait, did you, so you modeled for a bit? Yeah.
0: Must be nice. <laughs> I can't model. I have like a receding hairline. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an ugly guy, but I feel like I'm not the mm. model there. are <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm definitely not anywhere either, but uh, <laughs> it was many moons ago. But what did you have to do for that? Just kind well, of the, just the cool thing was I, I got to see the world for free, Awesome. Yeah, which I was totally into. But by the time I went back to Paris for the fifth or sixth time, or Greece, or Spain, and I'd already been there, there's no more mystery left. Yeah. So when the mystery was gone, it became just the job. Well, it's a stupid job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Stand in front
1: of a camera and wear some dumb clothes, yeah. <laughs> you know. Then I'd focus on languages and architecture and photography, and right. I guess that's how I kind of got into photography. Awesome, you know, because I had a camera with me, and I'd be bored, and I'd watch what the photographers were doing, how they're bouncing light, doing this, that, blah, blah, blah. So that's, I guess, how I got into it. But you know, it was it was great to see the country, and I got to go back years later to the same countries, but with my band. So sure. I got to see the same country, but different country. Yeah. I was in, in a different world within that country. The music subculture versus the fashion culture. Yeah. So it became uh, new again. That's sick. So, yeah. I don't know.
0: What, what about photography? Do you, do you like shooting specific things or is there something you favor more than another? I,
1: that's such a hard question. I, I like things that are blurry. More than things that aren't, <laughs> <laughs> like things that have noise and are messed up looking, yeah. than things that are just perfect. But then again, I love a razor sharp image so much that it just couldn't be more tack sharp, even if it's a crappy picture of something. Yeah, it so means the technical aspect of it was executed very well.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: Um, there's a, a woman named Sarah Moon. And she shoots a lot of, like, uh, like dead birds and butterflies. And she's, like, my favorite. Right. Very dark and metaphorical, and there's something in there. I mean, yeah, I shoot surfing, but millions of people shoot surfing, and it's not that hard, yeah. really. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: yeah, I like people that shoot photos. I shoot photos for fun, but, like, I've never really tried to, like, put anything together. Have you ever created like a photo book or like a blog with all your photos or done a photo show or anything?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in some ways, I mean, I kind of, a, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've never been a self-promoter, so it's hard to answer that oh. question. <laughs> I've never been like, oh yeah, check me out. Here's my gallery. <laughs> Come see how great I am. Oh, like well, for me,
0: not, I want to check it out at least. Well,
1: I, well, I've never even done I've never even had a business card in my whole life.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because um, when I lose the passion for something, I'm gone. Yeah. And usually, you know, I run in six-year blocks till I reinvent myself. And this photography thing's gone on about 14 or 15 years. Wow. I and I find myself gravitating back to music now and not caring as much about the photography because I, I just, I need to keep... I don't know, I just can't drown myself in one thing over and over, every day, every day. Because I've always said, if you can predict what you're doing tomorrow, you might as well be dead. Yeah, you know yeah, if I yeah. can tell you I'm waking up I'm having a coffee at 9 and then at 10 I'm doing this and then I'm home at 5 and then I'm watching this TV show and I'm going to bed if that's your life every single day what's the fucking point
0: well the fucked up part is society and especially in western culture they, that's what they breed you to do they put you in a box and tell you like you know yeah. say, play it safe here's your money like pay your bills be careful like totally it's scary out there like <laughs> that's what I was asking earlier about if you ever had a normal job because I didn't think you did <laughs> you're, you're an eccentric person person so oh wow that's rad
1: oh thanks it took off the computer so it
0: but yeah it gives that sick effect that like i was like kind of wondering about backlit
1: water jewels you know so that would be the kind of stuff i
0: i'm gonna have to have you send this to me so when i share your episode i'll I'll put that in there because that is fucking sick cool yeah, I love photography, man. I love anyone that's, like, passionate about something. You can tell they put their time and life force into it. I, I like... It's crazy that you're saying about being in constant change. Do you ever worry about that? Yeah. Ever, yeah? <laughs> because
1: I, I have a family now. Kids? I met a... My wife I met on tour in oh, Austria. So. And then I have a little boy with her. And I'm, I am can really take care of myself. I'm crazy. You know? <laughs> you know it's just like yeah I'm scared to death
0: <laughs> I can <could> imagine <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think about that a lot too cause like uh, I'm I'm kind of like you in the same vein that I um, I don't like staying stagnant I like constant change as well mm. and I, I worry about that too cause I'm like uh, <laughs> it's scary to just constantly be moving but I think it's scary to be trapped <laughs> for sure in a box
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know this is a recent cover I had this is a Magazine from South Africa pretty cool zigzag. Yeah sick
0: name <laughs> Damn you shot that yeah,
1: that's
0: so cool. It must be a trip to see it on a cover of a magazine That's fucking sick.
1: Yeah, I like the fact that it's like from South Africa. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's just to me super cool.
0: What's he doing in this photo? It's just like the bottom <laughs> of his board He's doing an air like
1: yeah, it's just a big front-side air that's um, sick. hard to explain this maybe He's just, like, launching out, huh? Yeah.
0: Conrad tries to hit me to the game. Like, I like surfing, I like watching it, and I do it a little bit, but I don't know that much about the n- names of stuff. And I know he loves Bertelman's and carving frontside. Whoa, that's gnarly. Upside down. So it, for the people listening in the photo, he looks like he's doing a backflip off the wave. He was, yeah. And he's grabbing it, huh? Yeah. Wow, was it, like, the lighting? It's, like, sunset time that time? Sh- yeah, sh- sunset.
1: Silhouette, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Where is that? Uh, that's in uh, Huntington- Newport Beach. Oh, right. But that's a kid from North Carolina named Fisher Heverly. Sick. And he's got a bro- brother named Hunter Heverly.
0: Oh, sick names. And <laughs> each
1: of them does literally what their name is. Really? Like Fisher's captain of the fishing boat. <laughs> it's uh, li- Hunter's truly a hunter. It's amazing, <laughs> and they're like the best surfers ever. It's crazy.
0: Um. Okay, I'm gonna digress again. What do your parents do for work, or what do they do? Do they still work?
1: No, they're retired. My dad was airline pilot, and oh. my mom was a nurse. Sick. Yeah.
0: Did your dad? Did you ever get any perks from your dad being a? Uh, is that a bit? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> 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 well, that's, is that in Huntington? Yeah. The pier in the background.
1: I just like the intensity of getting so close with, like, fins coming out my face. Yeah, it Clean seems, chicken, basically.
0: What, yeah, it seems incredibly... How do you shoot that? What do you have for a camera? It's obviously waterproof, right? Yeah. You're yeah floating? It's in a
1: housing. I'm swimming with a wetsuit on. Yeah. Um, and it's in a water housing, and that lens is a wide angle, obviously. it's I think it's an 8mm fisheye. So I'm literally this close. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's fun. Do you ever get hit by them? I have, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any gnarly injuries? You ever had any gnarly injuries? Maybe from music or from uh, surfing or Uh, knock on? Yeah,
1: no. I mean, I've had the guys get sucked over the falls when I'm pulling the lens back through the wave and the board will come up, shatter the lens Mm. for the port and then obviously take in water and destroy the camera. Um, another guy pumping down the line, me shooting a down angle, broke his wrist. Oh man. Um, almost drowned shooting water in uh, Tahiti at a place called Chopu, where you see the super thick waves in yeah. Tahiti. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but. Never, never. I mean, I just. The water was so clear on the first wave, and the worst thing happened. I caught, got caught inside. I'm like, oh god, this is my worst nightmare. Yeah. There's this live coral, and it's so shallow and so thick and powerful. Yeah. Sketchy. So I see this wave coming, I'm like, oh my goodness take a deep breath dive under water's crystal clear yeah Yeah. so i'm looking down and i I see a crevice in the reef so i swim into the reef and i'm holding the side of the reef with my hands yeah yeah and i'm waiting for this huge wave to go over and i finally like i'm down here i start swimming up behind the wave as it's passing me and i see way up there the sun glistening on the top of the water i'm like (gasps) the whole time i'm thinking Don't be another wave, please. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Because it's going to slam you
0: again, huh? Well, what's going to happen
1: is now... Yeah, yeah. So I come up and I see another wave. I'm like... Oh, my God. Boom! Right? And I'm starting to see things that were on my parents' mantle plates when I was like six years old. Like this weird little like jade turtle you know it just, just
0: your life is flashing in front of your eyes uh, absolutely it was
1: yeah yeah i and believe I, it I, anyway took three more on the head and i you know I'm, I'm done i'm i'm definitely dead yeah or this close to dead and, and got rescued and doing going on an espn boat and Whoa, you're no like really. you shouldn't be out there i'm like you really yeah i figured that out so uh <laughs> And I ended up going back a year later because I was upset with myself, you know, that I didn't read the waves better, I didn't handle it, you know, basically the same thing happened again. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> totally. Like, Fucking lightning
0: does strike the same place twice. <laughs>
1: totally. Yeah. So I'm just, no more of that for me. And you were but, surfing or you just shooting photos? I was just swimming with fins in my water housing. With, oh. like, the wave could be like an eight foot face, but it's an 18 foot back. Yeah. So that's 18 feet of water moving over like 2 feet of live reef. It's terrifying. Just, just I, I, nowhere to go. You can't go down, you can't go up. Yeah. You go down, you go into the reef. You go up, you go into the wave. You just. Uh,
0: I swim like a cat, so it's terrifying to me. I'm so <laughs> bad in the water, man. It's very scary.
1: That's pretty symmetrical.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I've never seen a wave like that in person. <laughs> that's like a full-on. That's a tube right there.
1: Yeah, it's just sort of a trick photo, because it was the backwash that fan the whip out and then it collapses on itself. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Oh I wanted to I wanted to ask you, we were kinda touching on it earlier, you were talking about I think you should mention something about Madonna. Yeah. What were the stores Oh that's the same. I like the black and white. Me too. It's so rad. Yeah. It adds like um it's drama. It like makes it really dramatic and intense.
1: Yeah, the Madonna thing was uh pretty funny. It was in that five year period where I told you I did the modeling stuff or whatnot. And um, it's when she was doing this thing called Mavericks Records or something like that. So she had a studio in downtown Hollywood. Anyway, went on an interview and she actually is the one that was doing the interview. yeah? Yeah. So on the last interview, the fourth interview... Um, it was just her in the room by herself with a, a ghetto blaster thingy. Nice. Yeah,
0: Madonna <laughs> in the <a> room <laughs> On with a the table ghetto
1: blaster. <laughs> yeah. So nice. It's like me and like nine other dudes, like kind of just macho jock kind of dudes. Yeah. Nice. All the way in the back of the room. And the room was like a shoebox. So, me and these nine guys were in the back of the shoebox. Madonna was at the table with her ghetto blaster and the only way out was the door next to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she goes. She goes, all right, when you hear the music, start dancing. I don't know how to dance. I could do a stage dive. (laughs) I could slam dance. Don't do that. But I don't know how to jock dance or, you know, dance.
0: Madonna dance. Exactly.
1: So she's like, all right, well, so she pushes play, and the music starts playing, you know, whatever Madonna song. Like a
0: virgin. Yeah, like that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so the guys start jock dancing, and they're all big and buff, and I'm like this skinny little punker guy, basically. I'm like, all right, well. Whatever, so I kind of go about ten feet out and turn around and just run. And I did a flip into the center of all of them, and I knocked probably three of them down. (laughs) Anyway, the music stops, (laughs) and uh, those guys are like, "Whoa, what's up, bro? Why are you doing that?" Right? And I look and I look over, and Madonna's actually standing up, clapping her hands like this. Yeah. (laughs) So. We were leaving, and I was the last guy out of the room. And she was saying bye to everybody at the door. I said, "See you, Madonna. I'll walk up, you. Thank you. Walk out the door, gone." Classic. So I walk up, and she's like, "Stop!" I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "Before you leave, you have to kiss me." Nice. And I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> just tripping. I don't even remember the kiss. Yeah, you definitely you're I kissed her. You were probably I, just
0: like nervous as fuck. I imagine. Yeah,
1: I just started yeah. seeing like weird things in my head like pony
0: bras and shit <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't that her
1: <laughs> probably but that's it know. so you
0: pecked her you gave her a smooch oh for sure oh good for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> must be nice <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anyone else has ever kissed madonna <laughs> yeah it's was, it
1: was pretty funny because i was like in the 80s uh and so i'm like hey i'm all, i'm all okay what are you doing later she's all like, oh, what's going on I'm always like dollar drink night at the Red Onion where I live. <laughs> she's like a Madonna. She's like, she's like, where? I'm a Huntington. She's like, oh, I hate Huntington. Oh, I, was, I was like, oh, shut down out of here. But It's uh, funny because if my friends were there and if I could have walked in with Madonna that night, wow. they would have been like, oh, okay, you win.
0: God status. Yeah, totally. You, know, you, you
1: whatever you says goes.
0: You pulled hmm. Madonna. Mm-hmm. She was like that. The, she was the hottest shit then. You got yeah. her in her prime too. That was the
1: prime. Yeah. If you
0: make out with her now, it's not so impressive. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Word. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, Joe. Yeah. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you. You are awesome. That no, was fun. <laughs> I'm hyped that we got to meet, man. Me too. Um, Enjoy the rest of your show at Surf Expo. Are you here for the next few days? I'm
1: um, on a plane ride home tomorrow morning. Oh, tomorrow. I think yeah, you said. Cool. Yeah. The show's been good so far? That's cool. One day.
0: Nice? Yeah. Short and sweet? It's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: All right, buddy. Thank Hell you.
0: you. Let me Last thing before we go. Um, I'd just like to thank the sponsors. Thank you to World Industries once again for sponsoring the show and for sponsoring my feet. You can check out my pro model shoe at worldindustries.com. Also, thank you to All I Need. Um, all I Need is the Baby Man. It's the brand that we started in the recession in hopes that you know in America you can still work hard and live your dream. So I'm very proud of everything we built with. With just hard work and passion and dedication. Very little money and uh, we continue to grow. And it means a lot to me. So thank you guys. Um, This podcast has stemmed from All I Need. uh, The vlogs, everything. Um, So thank you guys for helping share and spread this podcast. And for supporting skateboarding. Um, Don't forget, please check out allineedskate.com. That is the hub for all the content and products. Peace.